Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hot Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along, Friday morning episode. Um, can we begin with uh, an email, possibly, from the mailbag, oh, Sam? Great. Uh, here it is. Uh, it's from someone called Andy. Uh, and he... Uh, says witnessed some Champions League level Lamparding at the weekend. Mm. Uh, okay, well we'll see. Uh, it says I was standing on the touchline with other parents watching my son's under seventeen football match. There were three teenagers in a group watching as well. I heard one mum chuntering a bit about these lads smoking, which I thought was a bit strange mm. as we were outside. But she soon piped down. Then some middle-aged Lampard with shoulder-length grey hair appeared. <laughs> I'm immediately imagining the recent picture of Tony Blair with his long hair. Did yeah, you see that? or Bob from Twin Peaks, who <laughs> yeah. Tony Blair was compared to, quite yes. rightly. So he appeared and started remonstrating with these three lads in the poshest voice I've heard in Leeds for a while. Uh, excuse <laughs> me, guys, would you not? Would you mind not smoking weed here? What do you mean, what's my problem? My problem <laughs> is that it keeps wafting in my face and I don't like it. And it is illegal, you know. Now, will you please leave? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I laughed over that bit. What do you say after it is illegal? No, no, you know? Will you please leave? <laughs> uh, he says these lads just shrugged and showed no sign of moving. So he started looking for allies. First, pleading with the yeah. other parents, "Who's with me? <laughs> Who's with me?" <laughs> oh, mate, read the room. Read the room. It's, Who's with me? It's fucking Leeds. And then it says, <laughs> he stared at a load of blank faces on people who were probably all thinking, who gives a fuck if they're smoking weed? Yeah. He yeah. says, I know I was. So then he starts shouting to the referee. <laughs> <laughs> he shouts, referee, referee, there are some people here smoking weed. Will, will, you, will you make them stop, please? <laughs> Show them the red card, man. Yeah, it's not yeah. cool. As if the referee's going to do anything. He says, the referee looked back with a what do you want me to do about it expression yeah. and called back, I suggest you call a police pal. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, Does he think with- that referees have jurisdiction over... Society Over as a whole. Society as a whole, yeah. You're refereeing that entire area, not just the on-pitch area, but also uh, the perimeter and all of the people As a within. referee, if you read the bylaws, <laughs> I, a referee has jurisdiction over the conduct of everyone within a two-mile radius of the football pitch. <laughs> <laughs> referee, perform a citizen's arrest. <laughs> he has the right to sanction anyone. <laughs> So it ends, he says, fed up with all the Lamparding, the lad shuffled off at this point to stand at the far end of the pitch and Lampard went back to wherever he came from, probably wondering what had become of the world. <laughs> but what, one thing that one thing that bothers me is, was he going around 
with fucking long grey hair for, on the one hand. Because to me, that's a statement, right? Yeah. That's like burnt out hippie Jerry Garcia type of vibe where he's mm-hmm. sort of like, hey, guys, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting on a bit, but uh, I'm still pretty youthful. Yeah. Right? It's like, what are you trying to say with the long grey hair, pal? To me, you're trying to say that you're a, a little bit of a, of a hippie, which is fine. That's cool. Right, well, you'd think but you'd be in favour of smoking weed outside, wouldn't you? Yeah, but don't fucking act like some uptight golf club cunt like about fucking people smoking weed. If you want to do that, mate, get a fucking haircut so people are giving fair warning. Thing is, you're though, a wolf Sam, in sheep's clothing, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah, but the thing is, there's it's a fine line between hippies and authoritarianism. I think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Hippies it are never it? as cool as they make themselves out to be. They're always fucking. Yeah. Uh, they're always on a power play. I find. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, it's it's, it's a, a self-imposed uh, belief system and, and uniform that they wear, and it's almost like yeah. they're trying too hard. Cross. I mean, John Lydon said, "Never trust a hippie." Back in seventy-seven, whenever it was. So yeah, I don't know why, why we should listen to John well, Lydon. Do you think, in do you think the whole hippie movement is a is a scam? There's a lot going on beneath the surface of the, the hippie movement. Yeah, I think so. Always has been. Do you know mm. what I mean? But uh, that's maybe something we should we should go into deeper in a, a deep dive. Well, my dive. parents were sort of hippies, and my, my I always think about my dad when I hear about this is before I was born. My dad was a hippie, mm. and he was like really into it, you know. Mm. And like him and my mum were like always poor, but he sort of like and my mum because they had three kids was always mm. like for fuck's sake, <laughs> for fuck's sake, Barry, we haven't got. A- <laughs> I know you like my dad's name, so I thought I'd chuck it in there <laughs> for a laugh. Right? It should be Barry like, the hippie. It should be like, fuck's sake, Barry the hippie. We can't pay the gas bill. And they'd always be like, there's yeah. loads of sto- stories. Yeah, Barry is like the least appropriate name for a hippie ever, isn't it? <laughs> right? <laughs> He's probably like known around the, around the area. <laughs> Barry the hippie there. He'll sell you some acid. Right? And they said... Um, <laughs> They, and and she's always like she's got all these stories about debt collectors banging on the oh, door. Yeah. One thing is like you know doing doing midnight flits from rented properties where they yeah. just pack up and leave in a van in the middle of the night and all of this stuff, right? And it sort of sounds really stressful when my mum mm. tells me about it. But my dad, it was all about yeah. Well, this is yeah, hey hey babe, we don't need money, right? That's just a conspiracy <laughs> by the man. <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell you yeah. right that you've got to play by their rules but don't yeah. be sucked in by it man we don't need money we can just barter with our friends right <laughs> we don't need to and be breadheads but here yeah the breadheads right <laughs> but here's the thing here's the thing it sounds like i'm just getting right stuck into my dad who i love but it's a little parable uh no is that what they call it a fable or something about one of them hippies, yeah. right is that when my dad haven't they lived in in pretty much at times poverty certainly on the breadline for many many years right and when i was born you know we were living on a, on a pretty horrible estate and mm. and suddenly right my dad started a company in advertising with his brother <laughs> right and it took off really quick and within the blink of an eye my dad had moved out taken up with a younger bird and spent the whole 80s high on the fucking hog mm-hmm. wearing like flash mm-hmm. suits and yeah. eating in five-star restaurants right driving really flash cars yeah and that was like <laughs> and that was when he hit his 40s and so as much as i love him and i yeah 
I sort of think, well, that's hippies. Yeah, I'm not saying all hippies are like that, but I'm saying there is a, a, a thick streak of that within I'm the hippie movement. I'm saying that is fucking hippies, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, because, Never trust like, a hippie. It, it, uh, and my mum was was not buying in. She, she, she had the hippie lifestyle imposed on her. She had no bullet. All she wanted to do, right? Was yeah. fucking raise the kids and have shoes for yeah. them when they need. That's all she. She had no fucking yeah. interest in hippie or anything else. But it was very much imposed on her, right? Like, no, no man, don't Barry. be a breadhead. This is political, right? This yeah. is political, and it was all like during the time of Socialist Workers Party, you know, Vanessa Redgrave, all this sort of stuff, right? There, mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff going on politically around the hippie movement, wasn't there? Right? Of course. But then, bang, eighties come along. You know what? I've had enough of this. I'm actually going to make loads of money out of um, out of the system. Mm-hmm. But also, but that's the good news. The bad news is, <laughs> I'm not sticking around, so you won't get to sharing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that is that uh, that paints a bad picture of my dad. But there's other sides to him, which are very kind. But that is that's what puts makes me suspicious of hippies. Yeah. Yeah, completely, completely. And I think that, like I say, I think that's that's not an isolated case. Let's just say that. Yeah. But, uh, there you go. Never trust a hippie. Apologies to any hippies that are listening on their communes. And people called Barry. Barry. And people called Barry, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, we're not, we're not trying to generalise, but sometimes it's hard not to. Uh, Some hippies so, are cool. Do you know what I mean? There's elements well, I mean, of the hippie ethos that I enjoy. I was going to say, who was the king of the hippies in the 1970s in Britain? It was Richard Branson, wasn't it? He gave us Virgin yeah, Records, ah, which is all cool and go. groovy. Yeah, and he okay, gave us Mike Goldfield's yeah. Tubular Bells, the you know the, yeah. the hippie album of the seventies. And then look what happened after that. You know. Yeah, and and also, what about Ben and Jerry's out of the ice cream? They're always going on about oh, yeah. being hippies. Yeah, but like if you do a bit of digging on Ben and Jerry's, which I'm sure you have, I haven't I yet. Mean, any sensible grown-up has, you know, this is just a, a huge. You know, it's just a huge company. And, and again, I don't have any problem with huge companies that make money either, but, you know, not, I mean, not like as a rule. I do with some, like Nestle. Ben, ben and Jerry's have never really entered me orbit, I've got to be quite honest. I've always thought, well, that's fucking expensive for a bit of ice cream. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's well, never... I, don't, I, I, would eat, I do eat some premium ice creams, like I'd have a Hagen dazs but Ben and Jerry's yeah. doesn't appeal to me because they I've do all it. these silly flavours. Yeah. Fish food? We're sitting what? Yeah, it's like, fuck off, I'm not interested in that. It's I've for smelled kiddies, fish food. Mate. I've smelled fish food. I don't want ice cream, the taste of it. I'm but a fucking grown-up, mate. I yeah, don't I'll, fucking I'll, need I'll you to make um, up a silly name. I'll have a Viennetta, thank you very much, for a oh. quid. Or uh, Talking of uh, consumer choices in the supermarket, today, as I speak to you, I am about to live taste uh, Law Intensio for the first time, going back to our oh, Nescafe... Right, yeah. Uh, sorry, our instant coffee chat. Mm-hmm. I told you that the brand of choice was Law in my house, and right. but we were drinking the smooth, um, smooth <clears throat> and aromatic version. Okay. My wife has just purchased Intensio, which Shit. claims on the label to be not. In- it says Intensio, and then it says robust or something and aromatic. They're Fuck. both aromatic. That that's their promise in any coffee. You get the aroma. That's mm. guaranteed. Whatever, mm. which one of our sub-brands you buy, ar- the, aroma is a promise. The, the, from us the to aroma you. is baked in. That's the default. It's the aroma. baked in. Do you want it intensio or do you want it smooth? <laughs> well, you know me, mate. You, like, how did you think Sandalini, well known for his living out loud approach mm. to life, 
would make a fucking law intensio. I fucking tell you. Uh, one teaspoon in the jar, right? Mm. One teaspoon in the cup before adding water. Fuck off, mate. I use a dessert spoon. Yeah, same. One dessert spoon. Use one it, heaped, heaped dessert spoon. I mean, um, we're going to record two episodes this morning. We're going to record Sunday's Top Flight Tune Machine as well. And mm. after you've after you've sampled the Intensio, that could be a very interesting experience, the second episode. Yeah. Once it's I'm kicked just in waiting. and it's coursing it's sitting through in your front veins. of me now, the, the Intensio. <clears throat> and I haven't had my first sip yet because I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it to reach the optimum temperature. Okay. It might and be about in, now. Hang it's on. in the big Darth Vader mug as well. Good. Lots of it. Yeah. I can taste the strength. Good. Yeah. Too much? No. That's about no, right. That's about right. You've found your level. I'm happy with that. I'm happy Excellent. with that, yeah. Excellent, good stuff. Someone uh, someone who's having a pop at us on our Facebook on the IFS group, taking oh, yeah. the piss out not not so much us, but all of the um the, the other canters for being too into discussing vacuum cleaners, right? Yeah. And uh yeah, I didn't like his tone. Was it a teenager, was it? I thought, mate, if you don't like vacuum cleaner chat, go and listen to another podcast. Go listen to the Peter yeah? Crouch podcast. Yeah. But this is the home of vacuum cleaner chat, and he was working. He was making out it was like dead boring, and everyone was like having a row with him about it. And then he goes, "Yeah, it's just a little bit mum's net, isn't it?" And I thought, "Yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. we are like mum's net. We're mum's yeah. net for middle-aged fellas. Blocks net. Yeah, man net. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't. I didn't even take that as an insult. We don't There's loads of good stuff on Look mum's net. And don't patronise mum's net either." Because yeah, fucking... what's the matter with mum? Said the backbone of the country, you dickhead. Yeah, fucking sexist cunt. Um... Yeah, it felt <clears> a bit sexist because he did make a few remarks about. I think he was being tongue in cheek, but he was going, "Oh, you know, I leave the vacuum into my missus and all of this sort of stuff." And you're like, oh, "Mate, what? you are on the ro- you're on the wrong ah, fucking fuck podcast." Off. Clearly, Jesus Christ. Uh, what was I going to say? There was something I was going to mention. Uh, do you want to quickly do the predictions? Yeah. Because um, you got another six points on Monday night when West Ham won at Burnley, so it looks like it's. Two, uh, I predicted two one. You predicted two one. It looks like it's fucking pretty much come done. on. That's, that's the ex- best six points you can get. That that is that's beautiful. Extended, that's extended your lead to twenty points now. So it's feeling. You like... said we were going to lose, mate. I, I tell did. you what, with four games to go, with four games to go, and Chelsea playing Manchester <clears> City this weekend, and then subsequently playing <clears> Leicester. I'm starting to dream again about West Ham in the Champions League. Well, I why really not? am. Why not? I really it's am dreaming dream. about it now. It's good to dream. Uh, okay, here we go then. We've got Leeds versus Tottenham, first of all. Uh, I will say 2-1 Leeds. 2-1 to Leeds. I will um, I'll say 3-0 to Leeds. Whoa, uh, go on, Leeds. <laughs> I feel like this podcast has a sort of an affinity with Leeds. Well, because of our, in it. The Elsa love, yeah. Yeah. And it was uh, like, yeah. Uh, Manchester City versus Chelsea, uh, which is, of course, a precursor to the upcoming uh, scab final of the Champions League, which uh, I won't be watching because I refuse to acknowledge either club, but I will predict their result. I'm going to say nil-nil. <laughs> Fuck them. Ah, oh, I hope it is. That'd be good for West Ham. But what would be even better for West No, actually, it wouldn't be good for West Ham. What I need is a City win. And I actually will be watching this game. I don't usually watch non-West Ham Premier League. Yeah. Can't be fucked, usually. But I'll be watching this one because um, 
I'm dreaming of the Champions League and I will be fucking cheering on City like mm-hmm. a maniac. I'm quite looking forward to it. And I'm going to say 2-1 City. Okay. Results bot, of course, says 1-0 to the home team in all of these. We've got Sunderland versus Northampton coming up on Sunday at noon for some reason because it's the last game of the season for us. Would you like to make a prediction there, Sam? 1-0. Sunderland. 1-0 to Sunderland. Uh, I'm going to go for 2-0 to Sunderland. What, um, what, do, you, do you know where you're finishing yet? Do you know Not you're likely quite. to play? We're in the playoffs, no. but we don't know where yet. It depends on what happens You'll on find Sunday, out. really. Yeah, we yeah. could finish third or fourth or probably even fifth. Um, <clears throat> but that we might have fans allowed back in for the playoff semi-final. And Brilliant. because we've got such a big stadium, it could be as many as 10,000 fans in. Wouldn't wow. that be yes? So that'd, that'd be, be nice. brilliant, mate. Um, so I'm going to try and get uh, try and get into that. Uh, West Ham versus Everton. I'll go first on this one. Um, hey, I'm going to get behind West Ham at last. I'm going to say two one to West Ham. I'll say two 0 West Ham. Okay. And finally, Coventry versus Millwall. Cov Millwall. Um, one all. One all. I'm going to say two 0 to Millwall. That's the predictions. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. Quick TV recommendation before we go any further. Mm. This Sunday night, uh, BBC Two, Gods of Snooker. Looking back at the golden age of snooker oh, in the what, the eighties and early nineties, yeah. What what when what channel do you say it's on? BBC Two, nine PM. I think it's a two part series. It's definitely more than Fucking one episode. Hell, I'm gonna Gods of Snooker series link that now. Yeah, and it's well, executive, not now, but as soon as I come executive off. produced by Louis Theroux, so you know it's going to be pretty good. Ah, oh, and what a title, Gods of Snooker. Yeah, Gods. One of day snooker. they'll make Gods of podcasting, and we definitely won't be in it. <laughs> Have you been watching them? Did you see Johnny Vegas's camper van thing that was on the other night on Channel 4? No. That was good. That was good. Johnny Vegas has decided he wants to open a glamping site full of mm-hmm. knackered old buses that he's converted into oh, glamping pods. So yeah. he's going around trying to find somewhere to have this 
site and recruiting buses and getting them. It's a little bit cross between Mortimer and Whitehouse Fishing and the repair shop and yeah. all that kind of thing. Quite low-key, quite uh, gentle. I, I, like, I, mean. I like the fact that these TV shows have... I mean, obviously, Gone Fishing is fantastic, but like the fact that that's in turn inspired other shows that yeah. are what I call gentle vision. Yeah. 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 Totally. Because it fits really in with our just rest ethos. It does. And yeah. and like when we were away when I told you about when we were in our holiday chalet in the Isle of Wight and it didn't have modern telly and so mm-hmm. we had to just watch whatever was on. And for the first time ever I watched that Gizo who looks like Lindsay Buckingham doing a painting. What's his name? Yeah. The guy just paints. Uh, oh, forgotten his name. I think his name's Johnny Paint Paint. Yeah, we'll call him that. And that was great. And the kids loved that too. And I mean, I know I'm late to this party because people have been going on about it throughout lockdown. But uh, just, and I've watched a repair shop. It's just fucking gentle TV is, is yeah. lovely, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. The repair shop seems to be on constantly. And that's not a bad mm. thing. Things need repair. Yeah, no, we could. Well, I repaired a thing recently. Did you? What was it? I've repaired two things. One was the 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 chain which you pull the light in on the what do you call that the the light the light thing in the bathroom. It's on the, that little the, chain, and you the pull light it, co- click, the light, and the, the light, light goes cord. on. It's a cord, isn't it? The light cord. Yeah, yeah. it's a cord. Yeah, oh, I've bended one of them before. That's t- Did- that was t- that was secured to the wall, but via a sort of a small metal bracket, right? And and uh, it had come loose, and as a result, every time you opened the bathroom door, it the chain got tangled up and made a loud noise. All oh, right. In the end, this I'll admit this has gone on for weeks, and in the end, I'm like, right, everyone, make some room. Dad mm-hmm. is getting out the fucking that's toolbox. Gonna get, that's going to repair something. I made a right fucking song and dance of it. <laughs> I acted afterwards like I had built a house. And it's a it's a bit messy. Like I mean, the polyfiller that I did to fill the old hole, yeah, because I created a new hole. I didn't just make the old one good. It's, it's really messy and shit on the wall. Uh, it stands uh, out very well. But the fact is, it's done. I yeah. also my scooter's battery went dead again, like it did last year. Bought a new battery, fitted yeah. it in the scooter, mate. No problem. Good What's stuff. next? I had I had to repair the cord once on the bathroom. I think, and I had to get into the bit in the ceiling. It actually, because it was, it had come loose, so you were just pulling it, and it wasn't clicking, and it wasn't switching mm. off and on. So I get in and get the cord and get it wrapped around the mechanism that makes it work, and that felt like a really big repair job. Did you wear? Did you get a tool belt for that? Uh, no, I just had my toolbox, but I wore goggles in case some of the electricity flew out yeah, into my eyes. I was gonna, I think I'm gonna get a tool belt and some goggles soon. Yeah. Um, did I tell you? I, feels... Did I tell you I bought an electric screwdriver recently? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're brilliant, that was aren't they? Good. I used that in both jobs we were talking about just now. It, that was utilised. Yeah, it's a fantastic. Bit. We should I, be I mean, on the repair shop, mate. I've just, if I've it, just if been... there's any producers listening to this, we're fucking made for the repair. Listen to the shit that we can do. Yeah, yeah. I've been just unscrewing stuff and then screwing it back in again. I haven't got any jobs to do with it, but I've just oh, been just using for fun, it. Yeah. Just, yeah, just to use it. Because it's um, fun to use all the different fittings that you get with it, all the different types of screw head. Exactly, yeah. Phillips, cross mm-hmm. screw, the Alan other Keith. ones. Yeah, everything. You can do your IKEA with it. Hex key. It's talking of a call talking it? of odd odd jobs and masculine pursuits. Uh, my mate Todd's coming round later this morning in his mm. in his truck to give me a ride in his truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Todd, Todd Why are you waiting now to tell us this? Yeah, I'm really excited. Well, you know, I said to you last night, listen, I've got to be done by 10.30. I didn't tell you why, because I thought it's quite late. I don't want to overexcite Andy, because I know I'm hell. excited I won't sleep tonight. But uh, Todd's coming around in his truck, and it's the wow. sort of truck, you know, that like Americans drive, a flatbed truck. Like, yeah. I don't know if you remember in... I've always hankered after one of these trucks based on Marty McFly in Back to the Future. He dreams of having this sort of black, shiny truck with big wheels yeah. and a flatbed thing. And that is what Todd's got. Todd mm. is um, he's an actor, actually, but he also is extremely good at stuff, right? Yeah. And like around the house. So I often get him to do the most trivial of jobs for me, which he's very mm. kind about and doesn't mock me or emasculate me for. But literally, I'll get him to do things like hang a picture. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Um, Does he volunteer? Does around. he say anything you need doing? We're going up the storage, right? Because there's something in the storage that I'm lending to him. And he goes, we'll go up the storage, but he knows what makes me tick. He's a listener to the podcast, right? Right. And he'll be like, that's not how I know him. I don't befriend listeners. That's what you're worried about. I knew him anyway. He's sort of like a relative, really. And he goes, uh, he said, uh, yeah, we'll go up your storage. And I said, yeah, I'll just meet you there. And he goes, we could do. Or... I could come and pick you up in the truck. <laughs> he, definitely, he definitely knows what makes you tick. I'm like, yes, mate. Come round in the truck. And then I've got this new T-shirt that I've uh, not worn since I bought it because the weather hasn't been good enough. I bought it online. <clears throat> it's a nice T-shirt, but I haven't worn it because I was saving it for best. Well, I was saving yeah. it for nice weather. It hasn't been T-shirt weather. But I've had it in the fucking cupboard for two weeks. I'm unworn. Anna caught me putting it on this morning. And she's gone, oh, trying that T-shirt out, are you? And I went, yeah. She went, funny, doesn't look particularly warm out. And I went, yeah, but... And she went, are you wearing that for Todd because he's taking you out in the truck today? (laughs) I was like, no, fuck off. I just haven't worn it yet. I thought it was about time it got to wear. She went, you are wearing that because you're going for a ride in a truck and you're putting on your best clothes for it. (laughs) Which is not true, but... It is a big day if you're going out so, at the storage in your mate's truck. So. In your mate's truck. I, 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 this is going to be contentable, isn't it? Is that the word? Are you going to provide yeah, I'm planning on doing some video filming. footage, yeah, photographs, mm. that sort of thing? You've got to, you've got to now because the listeners are going to crave it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've started a new Instagram, Good. mate, The Reset Sam, which is open to the public. And I'm, oh, I've yeah. been planning of putting the, a video of my truck adventure this morning yeah. on there. And I'll Look, also put it on face, the top flight Insta as like. well. Good, yeah. good stuff. Right, um, there's something that appeared on Twitter. You might not have saw it. I just forwarded it to you uh, just before we started recording this, and it is from um, oh, I can't remember which fucking comic it was now. Where is it? Uh, somebody posted it from Buddy Comic from 1982, and it mm. is it's a comic strip, and it's the story of Richard O'Sullivan. Uh, oh my god. And I'm just looking yes. at it now. Can you see it? I've seen it. And it starts off. Are you beeping? Are you beeping, Timmy? No. Can you hear a beep? Yeah. That's I've weird. I told be- you about I've some strange noises. I can't hear anything. I've got a beep in my ear. That's what, what you- I was telling you earlier about the Chinese government hacking us. Yeah. I had I mean, that beeping earlier. Maybe we've said something that's triggered some kind of warning from the authorities. Richard O'Sullivan. Yeah, that's the code. That's the code, isn't it? 
So it's got Richard O'Sullivan, and he's saying, "Stand and deliver your money or your life." And his Dick Turpin, his Whee! Dick Turpin garb, and then it starts off with him going to tap dancing classes on a Saturday morning when he was, he was a kid, and he's thinking, "This is super fun." <laughs> You're not wrong, mate. And then he Fucking goes to a stage school. Does look like super fun, doesn't it? And then he's at stage school after that, and he's sitting behind a kid who's got a hairstyle like a massive pair of bollocks. Yeah. And you see that? And he's thinking, I can't wait till this afternoon. We're going to do, we're doing a great dance routine. And then it shows you some of his early career. He, he establishes himself as a child star, appearing in films like Little Lord Fauntleroy, for which his dark <laughs> hair had to be bleached. <laughs> oh. And he even Little modelled... Lord Fauntleroy. He modelled boys knitted sweaters, and his picture appeared on knitting patterns. Yes. That's the height of stardom. He was in the Can young I just ones say, at the Cliff top Richard. in Buddy magazine, this is part of a series and they call it Buddy's Super Personality <laughs> Series. Yeah. And this is number 67, so I don't know who else they did. But Super Personality is exactly what Richard O'Sullivan was. I can't hear of a, can't think of a better description of him. Who are the 66 of the people who are regarded to be more famous than Richard O'Sullivan? Can't imagine like they've got that. anyone as good as him. And then he's in Cleopatra with Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. And he's standing yeah. there dressed like an Egyptian looking at Elizabeth Taylor thinking, what an experience. Whoa. Elizabeth Taylor's <laughs> a great actress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet that's what he was thinking when he saw her all dolled up like Cleopatra. <laughs> and then he's in Rome for eight months and he only had to work eight days that whole time. He would jet home at weekends to watch his favourite team, Chelsea, play. And there he is on the oh. terraces of Stamford Bridge and he's saying, it's there, great goal. <laughs> in pro- proper Chelsea style. fan, he was one of he was one of the twelve thousand who turned up before they got rich. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then he became a cab driver for a while because the film office dried up, and he's driving his cab, looking mournful, thinking, "I hope an acting job comes along soon. I'll never make my fortune at this caper." Well, you know, stick in. There's there's money to be made from taxiing. Yeah, and then uh, and then he worked with Cliff Richard again. And then he was on Doctor at Large. Uh, yeah. And, then and at this stage, he's thinking, I think I might always just be a mid-level actor at best. Yeah. But he didn't know what was just around the corner for him. It's it's all very much, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. Mm. And then there's a bit of man about the house. And then Richard is a keen musician. Oh, look at this. And wrote the music for his next TV series, Robin Nest. He writes songs with his pal, actor Dennis Waterman. Oh, I didn't I know, know that. Fucking hell, that's amazing. And O'Sullivan, songwriting duo. And Richard's at the piano playing. And Dennis is leaning against the piano with a pen in his hand to do the lyrics. And Richard's going, sounds good, Dennis. Let's go over that bit again. <laughs> wow. No, Richard. No, Richard. I think we've nailed it. Just maybe <laughs> one more take. It might be worth it. No, no. I'll say again, Richard. We have nailed that. You, Let's move on. You could, sometimes you can overcook these things. You need to know when it's done. You need to know when Come to on, walk Richard. away from it. Don't be a cunt. We could get down the juicer and, <laughs> yeah. and celebrate. Well, celebrate no. another song in the. Why bank? don't I make us both a cup of coffee to reinvigorate us? No, no. thanks. <laughs> no, I need lager. I want some lager and some crisps. Lager Let's now. go. <laughs> in Robert's nest. I'm done with my day singing. That's enough singing for today. <laughs> These vocal cords need to be refreshed. Um, 
and then in Robert's Nest, you see a bit of that, and there's the Irish, uh, the Irishman, the one, the one armed dishwasher, O'Reilly, O'Reilly from Faulty Towers, yeah, yeah. Oh man, and it says Richard's a keen footballer, and turns out for the Showbiz Eleven, he once broke both legs in a match. Fucking hell! And what That's are amazing. Scenes? I've never heard of anyone doing <clears throat> that. Yeah. And then you're getting, you're getting him stretched off there in the picture and the St. John's ambulance man is saying, it's tragic. I've never seen an injury like it. But I mean, yeah, fuck you've never yeah. heard of one I've like this. I've never heard of so. an injury like it. Who the fuck did that tackle that they managed to break both legs? Fuck knows. Um, it was probably Toby Smith or someone from Liverpool. Sounds like a Chris Kamara special. Yeah. So, uh, Chris Kamara did <clears> something similar to Frank McAvenny. I mean, he didn't break both legs, but he did a tackle so horrendous that it effectively ended McAvenny's career. Really? Wow. Yeah. So, I've always, like, I, I met Kamara, he came on my radio show once. He's, like, a nice guy, but sometimes his kind of whole comedy Chris thing, it rankles with West Ham fans because oh, right, we yeah, remember what that. he did to Frank. Yeah. Yeah. And it was we pretty mad. <clears throat> We had him on the late tackle when me and James used to do that on a Saturday yeah. night on Talk Sport and he came on uh, and it was 11pm Saturday night. He was well, refreshed. Nice of him. He was refreshed, oh. let's say. Okay. He'd enjoyed yeah. his Saturday evening beforehand and he ended up right. singing He ended up singing Elton John's Your Song to us down oh, the line. That's nice. Because we always used to ask footballers what their karaoke go-to song was. Yeah. And he said that and we kind of picked up on the fact that he was a bit pissed. So we said, go on, are you going to give us a couple of verses? He went, yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a keen singer because I think he actually released an album a oh, couple has, of years yeah, ago. Yeah, he's released a couple. Yeah. Yeah. He, he specialised in the Christmas albums. Did anyone well, ever choose <clears throat> Never Too Much by Luther Van Joss, can you remember? Because that is a, a popular song, but it's also regarded as the hardest karaoke song that you can do. Yeah, because there's no breaths in it. Hmm. <clears throat> I did. If you think about um, I, the song, you don't breathe much in it, right? Yeah, I'm, I did Easy Lover once, Phil Collins and Philip Bailey, and I did both parts. You did both parts. I did That's both hard. parts. So you had to keep changing your voice. Yeah. So I've sung. To, don't talk to me about hard it, karaoke songs. Well, I've done. You can watch a video of me singing Easy Lover with former Mayor of London Ken Livingston <laughs> on my much missed show. Sam Delaney's news thing. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember why, but we just got him to sing a duet. And I think, yeah. I can't remember who was who. I think I was Collins and he was Bailey. He this made video, a decent this fist video of it. footage of us singing, um, what was it Mandy. again? Mandy. No, me and you on our live show. What was it we sang? Um, George oh, Michael and Aretha uh, Franklin. Aretha Franklin and, and George Michael. Me. Knew you were yeah. waiting, yeah. I still haven't seen that footage, which is curious. Really? They held, they well, held it back let's from just me. say you come out of it a lot better than I do. Oh, well, that's probably why you didn't but, want to show us it then. Yeah, yeah, that's why I buried it. Don't want to get my ideas <laughs> of public I can't station. let the public see this. He completely outsings <laughs> me. He made a fool of me again. <laughs> he's borderline professional. <laughs> <laughs> you done what my brother did before that Christmas karaoke thing and got secret singing lessons. Do you remember that? <laughs> Yeah. My brother Cass, fucking, yeah. we found out that he'd have been having secret singing lessons just yeah. because we'd said we were going to do Christmas song karaoke on Christmas Day. <laughs> fucking hell. So uh, Dick Turpin ends there, and it says, happily, Richard is fully fit again, which is just as well for Dick Turpin, because he does many of his own stunts. And there he's well, doing this was a bit... probably his peak, wasn't it, Dick yeah, Turpin? Yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah, and he's doing a little sword fight there, and he's saying, you'll never capture Dick Turpin. 
That yeah. just makes me want to go and watch some of the Dick Turpin episodes. Dick Turpin, do YouTube, it. If, if, if anyone's not seen Dick Turpin, if anyone's been thinking about it, thinking, I'll try and find the time to watch mm. Dick Turpin at some point, just do yourself a favour. It's Friday. Set some time aside. The The episodes are only half an hour, yeah. which is great. Nowadays, everything has to be fucking long and showy-offy. Dick Turpin is like immediate gratification from first episode yeah. onwards. You start yeah. watching it straight away, non-stop, swashbuckling, sword fights, banter, horses, horsey rides, yeah. um, robberies, and there is always bucks and wenches serving big bucks foaming and jars foaming of beer. Of yeah. yeah. What more could you It's want? just got the lot. What they didn't know was, like, he's obviously at his peak. If not, they, Buddy wouldn't have chosen him to be a super personality because um, they weren't going to dish these stories out to just any cunt, were they? Well, That's well, what the editor of Buddy was like, well, we don't fuck who? You are fucking joking. <laughs> Dennis well, Rotman, we don't dish these out to any cunt. You've got to be a super personality. This is number least. 67, though, isn't it? As we've said, this is number 67, and look who's number 68 next week. Steve Davis. <laughs> How, well, I, mean, I mean, Steve Davis was, was emerging as a major snooker superstar in 82 because he won his first world title in 81 but he wasn't exactly the most charismatic was he you don't think he was a super personality (laughs) yet I don't think so I think Richard O'Sullivan comes off very badly in this Richard O'Sullivan um, still had up his sleeve because he he basically he'd done uh, Man About the House then Robin's Mm -hmm. Nest then um, this and that's it that was you would have thought that's his triumphative he's surely he's had a hat trick of hits there no one well, gets a fourth hit well he did because he did me and my girl me and which my we've girl talked exactly. about on this show before and yep. that was mid eights where he played a yuppie probably mm, a former hippie I we've come wonder. full circle yes I bet, I bet he was a former hippie who'd, who'd force who'd imposed poverty upon people in the 70s and then became a yuppie in the 80s there's only two letters difference between hippie and yuppie son there you go, mate. We've uh, we've dis- we've discussed hippies, yuppies, snooker, and then it's all come full circle there, right at the and end. There's the a f- only story. a few letters difference between those words and the word Barry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Think on, listeners. So there we go. That's it from this one. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll be back after the weekend with more. It's not the last weekend. There'll be more and more and more. Keep smiling. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.